Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Potter's View International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father wants to say thank you. We give you praise and we give you glory. Father, I don't know how you will bless us this morning. But Father, transform our lives. Let no one here remain the same after today. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we're finishing our Dear Two series this morning. I'm asking that may everyone here today be released into a fresh grace in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. So today we mark the end of the Dear 2 series. And the Dear 2 series is one series in which I believe we should open this year. And we spoke about the fact that, that we should dare to dream. That this world is a dreamer's world. Is that okay? So the second series was what? Dear to what? Dear to be diligent. We said the diligent will what? Will be a rule. Last week we spoke about dear to be different. And you know, because of our difference, we can win. Today, I want to end it, this series, by saying something. What to dare to do. John chapter 2. Dare to do what? To do. What do I mean by dare to do? And this thing that happened in Jesus' life. The Bible said in John chapter 2, from verse 1, that he was invited to a wedding in Canaan of Ghana, um, Galilee. So when he went to the wedding, it was instructive to know that Jesus was invited, it was his mother that was invited, so his mother brought him along. Jesus was probably about 30 years old about that time. And during the week, I got a revelation, or I got an understanding, not a revelation, an understanding of why Jesus had to wait till 30 years before he could start his ministry. I was wondering why he had to wait for 30 years. Apparently, it was at 30 years old that people could have disciples. A rabbi could have disciples. So if he wasn't up to 30, he could not have disciples. So in fulfillment of that, he had to wait till he was 30 so that he could start having disciples. Because if he had, if he had started his ministry at 18 or 19 or 20, then apparently what would have happened? He would never have had disciples. And it was instructive that the, the model that Jesus was trying to teach us was a discipleship kind of model. So God had to, or the time had to change to the time that he was able to legally have disciples. So he had disciples and he started his ministry or his public ministry as it were. So in kind of Galilee, John chapter 2, the Bible talks about the story about the fact that when they got there, that the wine finished. And shame was beckoning on on the couple. You know, those kind of times in which you invite people to a place and at the end of the day, they say, ah, where is food now? They say, food don't finish. I say, if food go finish, then you should have invited us now, Abby. You understand? Now, in the honor culture of those places, it was important that they had, they understood what it was that people, invited guests, would not have something to take. If you go to London or America and you go to a wedding, you're expected to bring your own food. Are you listening to me? 
So you have expected to bring your own food. It's only African weddings or African parties that in African parties, you come to African parties and what do you get? You get free food and take away and give what, what, as, that's why the father, you didn't bring anything. You know, that's why, just for coming, they will give you gifts. They will give you food. They will give you drinks. It's great to be an African. <laughs> so, they went for this wedding. And shame was beckoning on them. And, and it was clear. The wine had finished. And the bridegroom hadn't been called out. It meant that there will have been no wedding. Because if the man does not call the bridegroom, then everybody will go home. So when it was time to call the bridegroom, they said, where is the wine? They said, the wine was done. But you know, the amazing thing about it is that, you know, Jesus was not invited. Who was invited? So apparently, a lot of people must have brought invited people. So the plan did not work. So they finished the place before the people. I, I don't know what, maybe what had finished before that, before you even started. You know, you may have planned that you want to do something. Then, all of a sudden, inflation happened. Then, the narrow that you planned is not good enough. Like a friend of mine was telling me yesterday, he said, when he was leaving banking, he felt that 200 million naira was enough. After he left banking, he now realized that it wasn't enough to survive. That he started selling things. That 200 million, no. He said it wasn't enough. Say so one year after he left, well, it turned to 100 million. Then he now knew that there was Wahala in the land. So he felt that, ah, if I have 200 million, I will not. So there are times you could have planned. And at the end of the day, what happens to the plan? So I, so I guess that the same way that Jesus was not invited, but his mother was invited, and invited, she invited what? Jesus. Jesus now brought his disciples. So a lot of people came with appendages. So, so, so what was planned, there was not just enough. And shame was beckoning. But something happened. They now went to meet Jesus. They now went to meet Mary and told Mary, Mary, ah, disgrace what happened. No? What did it happen? Mary asked. Say no wine. At the end of the day, something happened. When they told Mary that there was no wine, what did Mary do? She went to meet Jesus. Who told her that that was the answer? Eh? Who told her that Jesus was the answer? We need to study that. How did she know that Jesus was the answer? Let me tell you two things that Mary did there that, that, can, that can open the entire scripture. Number one, Mary went to meet Jesus. Who do you go and meet when shame is beckoning will determine the solution and the trajectory of your life. Mary went to meet Jesus. She took the problem to Jesus. Today, you and I will argue, is wine good enough? Is, was the wine alcoholic or not alcoholic? You understand? Did he have this? Did he have that? Did he have that? Did he have this? Let me shock you. You want me to shock you? 
There was no doubt that that wine had alcohol. Clearly. But for a believer, you are permitted not to touch alcohol. Wise people don't touch it. Have you heard? Good. Let me leave that for that day. Wise people don't touch alcohol because Jesus went to they went to meet Jesus and told Jesus, Jesus, eh, come. This is this. They now. So the first thing was that she she went to Jesus. Jesus hadn't done a miracle before. Jesus hadn't done anything. But Mary must have known that Jesus in your house must have been a miracle. She must have known that over time. That because Jesus was in the house, they've never lacked. And she knows that they've never lacked. It's not because they were working hard. It was because Jesus was in the house. They must have known that things never finished in the house because Jesus was in the house. Maybe people brought things. So she must have realized that the only reason why our lives have been like this since we had him is that there was somebody in this house that hasn't allowed things to finish. That hasn't allowed shame to take place. That hasn't allowed evil to come. She must have noticed that their lives were different from other people's lives. She must have seen other people complain. And she must have realized that she never had any reason to do that. And the only difference was that there was Jesus in the house. So she met Jesus and Jesus, Jesus. I said, Jesus, these people have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Ah, what concerns me with their not having wine? Is that my call? Is that my calling? Ah, ah. So she was a woman, leave me alone. It's not my calling. But Mary preached the entire gospel in one word. Look at what she said. John chapter 2, verse 5, verse 4. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do? My hour is not yet. So Jesus knew that Mary knew who he was. So he had to tell her that my own time hasn't come. My time to show myself hasn't come. Abby, what's your translation? Hasn't come. You know, so, so she knew. So, so, so Jesus was telling her that my time hasn't come. But you, you know, Mary was a spiritual person. Are you listening to me? Mary knew that uh, every other woman must, touch, must be touched by a man before they have a child. But I wasn't touched. And yet, I'm having a child. Then something else must have happened. Then she now saw the, the decision of the angel. The angel now told her that this guy that is your womb is the savior of the whole world. But the angel did not tell her that this child was the creator of the universe. So Mary, that's what we asked. I said, we asked a simple question. What was the question we asked? He said, do you know that this child you are carrying? Mary did not know that this child was the same child or the same person being that was present on creation morning and said, let there be light. And there was light. And this same child will be the one that will save the world. So Mary faced Jesus. And Jesus said, my time has yet come. 
Verse 5. If you were told my time hasn't come, what will you do? A lot of you will suck. True of us. You will suck. You'll be angry. You say, you, you say, just because now you get power, just because now you, if you, if you, you show, show yourself, and you go on. But I always tell you, every problem reveals what's in your heart. So when anger is in your heart, you understand, it's just a problem that you are looking for a solution to say, hey, I was angry. You were not angry, it was what was in your heart. You are saying what's in your mind. It's just the, uh, the, the situation or uh, the environment presented itself so that you could reveal it. So, but what was in Mary's mind? Verse 5. Do whatsoever he tells you. His mother told the servant. In my opinion, do whatsoever he tells you is the entire Bible. Whatever God tells you to do, just do it. Are you listening to me? Whatever God tells you to do, do it. If God tells you, leave Nigeria and go to Afghanistan, what should you do? Do it. Pack your things and go. Everybody may be dying in Afghanistan. When you get there, you will be alive. Because God told you to go. So he said, do whatsoever he tells you. The King James Version says what? What does the King James Version say? Bible student, Bible student, open Bible, open Bible, open Bible. He said, do whatsoever he tells you. Whatsoever he says to you, do it. Today, I want to say, dare to do what God tells you to do. So what did, God, what did Jesus tell them to do? Listen to what Jesus told them to do. And said, there were six water apostles so after the man of the preferring of the Jews. So they are kept those things there. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. Now listen, why did they fill it to the brim? Why did they fill it to the brim? No. Why did they fill it to the brim? Because Mary had told them, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. So when he told them to fill it to the brim, what did they do? They obeyed. Now, first obedience. What was the second obedience? And he said unto them, draw out now and give it to the doctor. And they did. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not what it was, but the servants drew the water new. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. Now, the governor would not have called the bridegroom. He hadn't tested that wine. True or false? Good. And said, he now told them, ah, every man at the beginning brings the best wine. But uh, after men have drunk, they now do what is worse. But that has kept the good one until now. Why? Because when Jesus intervenes, he always intervenes differently. So he would do it in a different way. Is that okay? Now look at verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11, verse 11, verse 11. It says, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and the disciples believed on him. Now listen to me, listen to me. Why did he manifest his glory? Because they obeyed him. 
your obedience to the instructions of God will reveal his deity, his divinity. If God tells you to do something and you do it, what God will give to you back is that is a revelation, a manifestation of his divinity. The difference with all of us is the fact that when God is speaking to us, one thing said, the first thing is that a lot of us are not even hearing God any longer. We're on social media. We, we know all the things going on social media. We know all the things that are said on social media. We know who is speaking and who is not speaking. And if you are on there, you cannot be on social media and still be listening to Ray Power at the same time. True or false? Is that you are listening to one or the other? Abby? So, if you are, so you cannot be listening to two things. So whatever you're connected to is what you're listening to. Like I asked the workers this morning, I said, if you're connected to Ray Power, can you be listening to, what's that channel? Inspiration FM. Can you be listening to Inspiration FM? No, so you can only listen to one at the same time. Even in TV, it's now TV, you can do two. But even there, that two, you can only listen to one. You can watch two things, but you can only listen to one. Abby? True or false? So I'm saying to you today that if you are not in tuned, if, you're not, if your frequency is not in tune to that of God, you can't hear him. And if you cannot hear him, you cannot get the opportunity for God to manifest his glory in your life. That is one. But the second one, which is also very good, is the fact that when God speaks to you, your difference is that what will happen is that you will do what? You would obey. You will do it. Now, crazy times require crazy action. When Jesus saw that that was going, that was going to be a crazy time, he gave them a crazy thing to do. And what happened to him? What happened to them? They did it and they, they got blessed by it. Church, every time God wants to bless a man, we've been talking about instructions in Pottersville for, I mean, in different uh, settings this, uh, this month. Every time God wants to bless a man, you know what he will give to you? He will give you an instruction. He will give you a word. Every time God wants to bless you, he will give you what? An instruction. He will give you what? A word. He will give you a word. And I will show you two things, two places where, instru- where, God, where God gives an instruction. You, well, it's, it's because he wants to bless you. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Have you blessed at all this morning? Where is Hebrews? Hebrews chapter 11. Okay. Hebrews. Are you there? Verse 8. Hebrews 11 verse 8. And by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place where he should after receive an inheritance, what did God want to give to him? God wanted to give him a place. God promised him a place. God promised him somewhere. I don't know. God has promised someone somewhere in this church this, this year. But there was only one thing that is going to be between you between the promise and the performance is called obedience. And the Bible says what happened? Abraham did what? Obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. The difference is that a lot of us want to know the direction of our lives. But the most important thing is not the direction. The most important thing is what? Is the word. That God has given you a word. This year, has God given you a word on what to do? Has God given you a word on what to do? 
Because God will always give you a word. The question is, are you going to obey? So this day I'm saying, dare to do what? To obey. Imagine in the time of Abraham, God said to Abraham, get, get out of your father's house, get out of your mother's house, and I will show you a land. And he carried his bag and was about getting out of his house. And his wife asked him, honey, baby, how do you call yourself this now? Eh? Whatever, sugar, whatever it is. Ella said, where will they go? And the guy will say what? I don't know. He said, but let us go. Because what matters is not the direction, but who is with you? Who is directing you? Who has given you an instruction? I now said to him, someone that I know his voice is saying we should go. And the Bible said he went, not knowing where he was going to. Hello, sir. Every time, I've noticed that every time God wants to bless a man, he will give you an instruction. Even you yourself will not know where, what, where this thing is leading to. But as long as you obey, you will see his deity. You will see his divinity. And the Bible says God bless Abraham in how many things? In all things. Because he did what? He obeyed. Isaac, don't get out of this place. Stay here. And the Bible said, Isaac stayed and did what? And sold. What did he do? Dear to obey God's instructions. Dear to follow through what God is talking to you about. And immediately, Isaac did what? Obeyed. Now, listen carefully. In the days of Isaac, it's probably in the days that Nigeria is today. A lot of people have found out that it's easier to go to Canada, to go to America, to go to London, to go to everywhere. And it's fine. Even me, I think every young human being should actually leave Nigeria. You understand? Because the way they are doing things. Last week, I saw that they could not take out the full subsidy. You understand? And next minute, I saw that they put $3 trillion for full subsidy. The entire economy is $6 trillion. You are going to use $3 trillion to do subsidy. It doesn't make sense. Are you listening to me? So, the amazing thing about it, so I told myself, I said, these people will kill my spirit if I keep reading them. I read about them, you understand? Let me just leave them alone. You understand? Because it doesn't make sense to me. All of a sudden, you are, last year, you are doing 127 million averagely, but when it now comes to the time that you don't want to do it for this year, you now put 3 trillion. So how are you going to spend that kind of money? So for me, as a young person, I want to tell all young men, please, you know what? When Nigeria get back together, we'll come back. But first go. Then when they, when they get themselves, you come back. You understand? Just, just leave. Don't. That, that's my normal counsel. That's my average counsel to everybody. Younger, and that's my counsel to every young person. But there may be an Isaac that God will say, don't go. Stay. And that person will follow God's instruction. Where every other person will go, the person will be blessed. It's, what God, it's where God wants you to be. That you see, heaven is where God is and where God wants you to be. So God wants you to be wherever God wants. If he says your wealth is in Zafara, <laughs> carry your bag and go. The Zafara that your president is running from will become your own heaven. Praise the Lord. So, but you must know him. You must know his voice. Are you listening to me? Now, let me tell you, let me show you something in 
I think John 21. John 21. I hope. Let me just show you something. My time is virtually spent. God will help me. So let me just do this then. I will just probably speak on the rest very quickly. So that, um, amen. Praise the Lord. John 21. Yeah. You know in John 21, the Bible says God, Jesus, in verse 4, Jesus appeared to the disciples. That, do you have any meat? Look at verse 5. John 21, verse 5. John 21. That's after his resurrection. Is that okay? He now said, do you have any meat? And disciples knew not that he was Jesus. Abi? And he said unto them, verse 6, cast your net on the right side. He gave them what? Specific what? Instructions. And ye shall do what? They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it. Now, it meant that wherever they had been f- um, fishing was what every professional expected them to be fishing. Truffles. But he told them, let them not do the professional things. Let them do the prophetic thing. So he was telling them to move away from the professional to what? The prophetic. And at that day, at that moment, what happened to them? They caught a lot of fish. Now, amazingly, amazingly, if you end that story there, you will not get the the beauty of this story. In verse 10, Jesus said to them that they should bring the fish which you have now caught. Verse 11, and they drew up the net fishes. But in verse 12, the Bible says, come and dine. Are you listening to me? Come and dine. And none of the disciples don't ask him, why are thou? But you see, by the time they got to the land, Jesus already had fish. Are you listening to me? He was already burning, he was already making fish. But the amazing thing about it was that for him, he had become the resurrected Christ. So he was no more limited by any action. But for them, they were still human beings. They were still limited by, by things. But the only thing that can stop their limitation were two things. What? The prophetic word and what? Their action. So immediately they took it there, they got it. But it was still, he himself was no longer subject to those things. So at that moment, he had bread, he had meat, and he gave them meat. As long as you see human, the action you take will determine the trajectory of your life. Are you listening to me? The, what I say, the actions you take will determine the trajectory of your life. If you take no action, it means your life will not move forward. It is not what you know that matters. It is the action you take in the light of what you know that will change your life. This year, you must learn and you must be willing to take action based on the things that God has said concerning you. What has God revealed to your life? Where does God want you to go to? What does God want you to become? What does God, what impact does God want you to make on this earth? On the basis of that, you will take action in that. Let me tell you something. Look, no matter how beautiful God's promises are, if you don't take action, you will never be a beneficiary of it. So, in the person of these four Hebrew men, four Hebrew leopards, they stood in one place and they said, if we stay here, we will die. If we move forward, we may die. Or peradventure, we would, we would, someone will have mercy upon us. And as long as they took step, God began to magnify their step. But if they had taken no step, there would have been no magnification. 
Let me tell you something. Every action you take in the light of God's direction, God will magnify. But if you don't take action, God cannot magnify inactivity. Anything times zero becomes what? Zero. If you don't take action, it's zero. I'm asking you today, you must take action. And as they began to take action, they were lepers. They were lepers. If you've seen a leper before, if you travel to Lagos by the express, you will see lepers. You will know that lepers don't have, they don't have legs, don't have limbs. They, have, they are things that they have been abandoned. But the amazing thing about it was this. As they were taking steps, it wasn't the lepers that they were hearing. The lepers, the people were hearing the sound of a mighty rushing army. The Assyrian army were coming. And they all ran away. Hello, sir. The enemies cannot run if you are taking no action, if you are running away from the place of battle. So God needs you to take action. God dare, as long as you dare to do. I've learned one thing that we've come to church, we have blessed people, giving them what? They, but they hardly take action. They hardly do what? Take action. The people who you see in different areas of life are the ones that took action. Praise the Lord. In, when, the election, when the election was starting, um, the, what do you call it, democracy was starting, in 20, I mean, whatever they call it now, in 20, 1999, a lot of people took action. They decided to enter into it. Those ones were the first ones that entered and they captured the space. Those that didn't take action, if you want to come and take an election now, you're going to spend a lot of money. And even then, you're still not going to be guaranteed victory. But some people took action. And I'm asking you to take action in the light of your destination. In the light of what God wants to do in your life. Take action. It's enough. You've stayed in this place for too long. Take action. Even as a church, let's take action. Let's take action. Let's decide that we've stayed here for what? Too long. Take action. God is only going to magnify the steps you take. Oh, you want to, you want to travel abroad. What action are you taking? Oh, you want to be a great person. What actions are you taking? You understand? You want to become whatever you want to become. Just begin to take, begin to take action. Begin to, don't worry whether those actions are big or small. Just begin to take, even these baby steps. A baby, have you ever seen a baby walk before? A baby will take the step, he will fall. He will rise, he will fall. And he will be laughing. <laughs> he will be laughing. It's only adults that when they fall, that they think that it's a problem. The fact that you have even learned how to walk means that it's better than the former state you were. So you will take action and begin to move forward. Begin to move forward. Begin to move forward. And the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. So please, every, every greatness that God has planned for you, you understand, is on the other side of action. God loves people that will take action. And because your actions will determine your future. Praise the Lord. Results in life are not a function of knowledge. They're not a function of, of coming to church. They're not a function of staying beside a man of God. They're a function of the actions that you're going to take. And the Lord will make you take actions this year in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Don't let the past overshadow your future. Don't let the past. When Jesus told them that cast your feet on the other side, oh, they could have told them that we have, we have, we have tried, we have We've done all, all. We've done. We've done so much. We've done so much, and yet we have never succeeded. Don't let the past overcloud you. What happened? He has given you a word. What is the word he is giving to you? Take action. Take action. Take action. Dear to do it. Dear to take action. Dear to take action. I have come to realize that people come to church and they will never take action. Many years ago, I was when I was in. I was in the. I was. I was. I mean, I was in MTN. 
when some of us some of us were, were shouting, 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 shouting. Let's let's leave empty. Let's let's move on to other things. One day I sat down, I went for a meeting, and I saw some of them. They were still in MTN. Praise the Lord. And this probably over 15 years or 16 years. They've left their dream. They've not had new dreams. Fine. I mean, if your dream was to stay in MTN, then you should have just said, my dream was to stay in MTN and I would die in MTN. Then when I'm going to MTN, will give me a, play, a wristwatch. So I'll watch the rest of my life. Follow through. Praise the Lord. Please, instead of whining, instead of worrying, instead of waiting, instead of, instead of wasting, please, let's take action. And one action I want us to take as a church going forward is the fact that I know I've always been speaking about every day you guys should do evangelism. I have never done evangelism. Today you do evangelism. So everybody will take, will take, uh, will take a flyer and go and look for someone on the street and invite the person. Praise the Lord. Begin to take action. Begin to do what? Take action. Begin to do what? Take action. Church, it's time for you to take action. But it always starts with one thing. What's it? Huh? Yes. Learning the instructions from God. Staying in God's presence enough to get a word from God. What is God telling you to do? A lot of us are too busy. Our minds are too clouded to ever hear God. I always say you would hear a word beside you. This is the road. The Lord said to me recently, he said, I'm always speaking. My people are never hearing. He said, I'm always speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. In fact, God is so good that he speaks in different ways. Do you know that in heaven, eh, those that never heard Jesus Christ, those that never heard about the gospel, do you know how they'll be judged? Do you know how they'll be judged? Nature will speak against them. Nature itself will speak. So nature is also speaking. So God is not only speaking, he's also speaking through nature. So at the end of the day, nobody will have excuse that I never heard him. Praise the Lord. 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 Nobody will have no excuse just because you took action. Your difference with yourself and any other person is only one thing. No. It's not whether you went to school or you didn't go to school. The difference between you and any other person, the difference between you and any other person is the actions they took and you did not take. It's actions that separate anybody. Everybody action. Even if, look, if you see a woman that loves you and you love the woman, if you don't take action by asking her out, the woman will become someone else's wife. Is it like? I have friends. But you didn't tell me. You used to say, I, I loved you now. It's like, it's like, ah. <laughs> but you didn't take action. No matter what's in your hand, if you don't take action, you will lose it. They have to do what God has called you to do. Church, let us rise up by being an action-oriented church. Whatever God has planned in our hearts, we'll take action this year in the name of Jesus. So what actions will you take this year? 
what actions would you take this year? If I had time, I would have told you about different actions that you could take. You could take different actions in the light of your destiny. In fact, I used to tell people that I stopped doing goal setting many years ago. I started telling people, what actions do you take? So, for instance, if you want to lose weight, what are the two actions you need to do every day? Exercise and what? And reduce your, 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 your meal. Those two actions, what happens to it? It reduces your what? Your weight. Simple. Every goal is a function of taking action. So between you and your destiny, between you and every goal, between you and anything, there are actions. Dare to do it. Dare to do it. And Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. Before I leave here, who is taking over from me? Pastor Chedu, please make sure everybody gets a... What do you call it? Flyer. So the action... Start to learn how to take action. And the first action you will take here is what? Go to the street. If you don't see a human being and you see a, go, a dog, invite the dog to church. Let the dog become a human being when the dog enters into the church. Our Lord will bless us in Jesus. Close your eyes and say, Father, we thank you for this message. We just give you praise and we give you glory. We just worship you in the name of Jesus. Tell God how great you, grateful you are. We hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life-transforming and destiny-impacting messages, Follow us on all of our social media handles on Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.